This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. Welcome back to the Champion Forum Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hancher, and we are on a mission to help everyone lead, inspire, and win in this life. As we uh, and our, my team, we're here, we're celebrating the 200th episode of this show. I wanted to take pause as I normally do and thank you, the listener, for making us a part of your journey. Hard to believe 200 episodes, uh, something that that started kind of randomly, quite frankly, and has grown into something valuable uh, that means the world to me. And I find tremendous fulfillment in putting out this content. Of course, we provide this content, the show notes, everything that comes with the podcast for free because we believe that when leaders improve – everything around them improves. Businesses improve, families improve, communities improve, because as the leadership goes, so goes the team. If this show has helped you on your leadership journey in any way, it would mean the world to me. If you would take a moment, share the show with somebody else. It's my heart to reach as many people as possible. My mission in this life now is to impact as many leaders as possible and see everyone reach their fullest potential. Another way that you can help us spread the word is by taking just a couple minutes out of your day and go rate, review, and leave a brief comment where you stream this show. Once again, we are grateful to have you on the journey, and we look forward to the next 200 episodes. Well, it's that time of year again where many leaders are scrambling to finish this year strong preparing to start the new year strong, and all the while preparing to deliver the infamous annual performance review. There's a lot happening in the month of December. Uh, Some of us are racing through the finish line uh, while setting our eyes on what's coming and preparing. And this is typically the time of year, too, where these annual performance reviews kind of take a back seat, but they have to be done. Now, if you have been a follower of this show, uh, you already know, by and large, I am not a huge fan of annual performance reviews. I am, however, a raving fan of giving feedback and, and delivering great performance management. So before you go hating that I'm not a fan of annual performance reviews, uh, disclaimer, I love feedback. I love performance management. I don't think we do nearly enough of it as leaders. But these annual reviews uh, sometimes become the, the stepchild of leadership. And if you're a stepchild, no offense. But here's the reality. They take a backseat so many times. The reason I'm not a huge fan of performance reviews is because I have found that the majority of leaders, they see this more as a task than they do a deposit. It's something they have to do versus something they get to do. And ultimately what happens is the review is mediocre or very poor in delivery. As a result, the employee is then conditioned to not take it seriously, and the leader creates a blemish to their brand. Because everybody sees this as a, as a pencil whip, as a check in the box, as something that has to be done. Your team ends up feeling like they're being cattle herded into process management. And it gives such a negative effect on what a performance review should be. My advice is that you either do annual performance reviews with tremendous excellence or don't do them at all. 
if you are in the category of you're just kind of getting through it to say that you do them, man, I, do yourself and everybody on your team a favor and find other ways uh, to give performance management rather than a performance review annually. If you are, however, embarking on this pilgrimage that is the annual performance reviews and you need to complete these, I want to provide some insight into the common mistakes that I have observed in delivering uh, these reviews. They're mistakes that I have made. And, and look, uh, we our, our organization helps a lot of companies prepare performance review templates. We coach leaders on how to deliver them, how to prepare for them, how to follow up with them. But listen, there are a lot of mistakes that can be made as we go down this journey. What I I really want to encourage you to do is truly reflect on these principles and these mistakes that I'm about to give you um, and think about how you can improve and how you can give your people great feedback and how you can prepare your people for their future growth. If you can overcome some of these blunders, I think there's going to be a lot more value in your delivery and how it's received from your team. So let's dive into some of the most common mistakes that I see. The first one, and arguably maybe the worst one, is what we call the recency effect. And this is a, a psychological term that basically means that we overly focus on the most recent event as the bias for analyzing the entire year's performance. Meaning if their stock's riding high uh, recently, they get a great review. Uh, If their stock's riding low, they get a bad review. It's like we're giving them a review on what happened the last 30 days instead of the last 12 months. And maybe you have fallen victim to that. So if you have uh, you have this employee that had some mistake happen uh, to them very recently, it ends up being the entire topic of the performance review, even even if they've done a great job the entire rest of the year and they become a victim of the recency effect. Some bosses seem to have no memory. So so they only base their opinions on most recent events and opinions from others to form their opinion on what's happening. I mean, we see this in sports sometimes where athletes are at the last year of their contract and they decide to play a little harder. They, they decide to shine a little bit more. Why? Because it's contract year, right? Uh, you know, people have short memories. Don't let this be you as a leader because this is a guaranteed way to create a very defensive nature from the employee and disengage, disengage them uh, real fast. Keep a file throughout the year to ensure that you're looking at performance in a holistic pattern versus recent events. There's there's downsides to both. You know, if their recent events were great, but uh, there were things that they could improve on throughout the year, you're missing an opportunity to help them grow and have the tough conversation. Adversely, if the, the last 30 days was bad for them, you had an argument with them, they, they had a, a, a poor quarter, they missed their results worse than they ever did before. And you're just going to base that. You you forget all the good that they did. So as you prepare these reviews, ask yourself if you're going deep enough into the 12-month archive to provide feedback or are you falling victim to the emotion of recent events? You know, I talked about keeping this file throughout the year. I, I, I love this idea. 
you know, whether it's that you sent them an e- email, a good job, uh, put it in this annual review file uh, that you save on your laptop. Uh, m- maybe it's a, a, a meeting that you had with them. Maybe it's disciplinary action that you took. Uh, maybe it was a tough conversation because of tardiness. Uh, maybe you saw them mentoring somebody else. Just make these quick notes, whether it's in a Word document, a Google Drive, whatever it might be. This helps you organically prepare, and it makes the annual review process so much better, and your people will value it so much more. The second mistake that I see is the surprise attack. Far too often, employees see performance reviews as judgment day. It's like they feel like they're walking the green mile, like what what bomb is going to drop in this meeting this year? God only knows. There is not much worse than hearing feedback for the first time in a performance review. If this is happening, your credibility is gone. Your team will see you as weak-minded and insecure, as it, it will give this appearance that you're not confident enough to have the tough conversation four months ago when it happened. They're going to be looking at you like you are absolutely crazy. You're going to be like, hey, you remember that time in February where you did this in a meeting? And here's what I thought about that. And they're going to be like, are you kidding me? That was like 10 months ago. If you have caught yourself doing this, it is a sure sign that you are not comfortable giving tough feedback. The performance review forces you to do it when the, when the proper mindset of feedback is that you get to do it. You're in this performance review phase. You're like, all right, well, it's unavoidable. I got to tell them they're a jerk. I got to tell them this. I got to tell them that. And when you tell them, they're shocked to hear it. But when you have a proper mindset as a leader that, f- that feedback is something that you get to do, then it's an absolute gift. You've been doing it throughout the year. And now this performance review is just that. It's a review of things they already have heard. But if this is you and you're not really sure how to give tough feedback through the year, you know you need to, but for whatever reason, you're hesitant. You're not sure how people are going to respond. You're not sure how to deliver it. You've never really been taught how to set good expectations so that you can hold people accountable. If this is you, Make sure that you get registered for our February 2023 Performance Management Workshop so that we can build your confidence for an even better 2023 than maybe what you had in 2022. Because what I have found is one of the most effective ways to improve the performance review process is to make it a part of an ongoing process. Rather than just give employees feedback just once or twice a year, establish an environment where employees and you, the leader, have frequent check-ins around performance, goals, their professional development. These are all deposits that you can make as a leader. If you aren't already having one-on-one check-ins and debriefs on a frequent cadence with your people, I highly recommend that you make this a part of your leadership routine. This allows the performance review to become a healthy deposit versus a dreaded bombing raid of surprises for the employee. Nobody enjoys that. The third blunder that I see commonly is uh, not choosing our words wisely as we deliver. You know, words absolutely matter. Your words as a leader matter, and they hit different on each employee. So as you're preparing Make sure that you're thinking about the personality of the person you're talking with. Are they naturally defensive? Are they naturally aggressive? Are they naturally passive? Your words absolutely matter. The feedback that you give 
in these performance reviews should be very clear, very actionable. The last thing that you should do is share comments with a direct report that they that they view as misinterpreted or or it doesn't give them a clear path forward. Because by the way, the whole point of a performance review is to autocorrect uh, blunders or mistakes or setbacks that the employee is making or to identify their strengths and help them capitalize on them. But, but don't use vague statements. Uh, be very clear. Be very actionable. An example would be like, uh, hey, hey, John, the, the whole team feels stressed out by your behavior. This is not feedback that can help them improve. If anything, it's going to it's going to they're going to start internalizing a ton of questions and they're probably going to get emotionally triggered. They're going to be saying to themselves, the entire team complained about me. Well, I wonder what it was that I did that stressed them out. It's also going to make this person that you're talking to, it's going to alienate them from the team. And, and most likely, this is the beginning of the end because they feel like they don't have a place. So don't use vague statements like that. Instead of telling them the whole team feels stressed out by you, John, give them specific feedback that they can use that will help them modify their approach with their peers and improve their position on the team. Maybe you say something like, uh, hey, John, I noticed that you send a lot of emails on the weekends. You're creating stress for other team members outside of working hours. And by the way, it's not, hell, it's not a good habit for you to get into either. Now we're, we're very specific on what's stressing people out. It's the weekend emails. Now, look, this is relative. John might not think that's a big problem. But you, you love John enough and want to see John grow enough that you're not just going to tell him he's stressing people out. You're not going to beat around the bush. You're going to tell him exactly what it is that is stressing people out. And then he can start to autocorrect. This clarifies what behavior is causing the stress and why it's important to stop the behavior. This now becomes a gift. The fourth mistake that I see is that leaders talk way too much in performance reviews. I love when I'm being talked to and talked at for 90 minutes straight, said nobody, ever. Nobody enjoys that. I don't care how great you are as a leader. I don't care how important you think you are. It doesn't even matter how beloved you are by your team. Nobody enjoys a 90-minute one-sided tongue lashing from their boss. Performance evaluations, they work best when they're conversations. They shouldn't be one-sided. If the employee's viewpoint isn't welcomed in this process, you're going to miss a prime opportunity to gain insight from them into, into the factors that maybe are behind their performance, good or bad, not to mention any problems that a person might be having that you are unaware of, but also any wider issues that are impacting your business, impacting the entire organization, unless you leave space for the person to communicate, provide feedback, add commentary, you're missing a golden opportunity to grow and learn as a leader and truly make this review a deposit. These reviews are, are, are they're meant to learn from the past, set a course to move forward. And if you don't give your employees a chance to provide input, it will be much harder to get their commitment on the future goals that you're about to give them heading into a new year. 
you need to see uh, this per, th- this performance review as engaging. It shouldn't be a monologue and one-sided. Allow your team the opportunity to self-evaluate their own performance and comment on feedback. These self-assessments, if, if you're not baking these in to your annual performance reviews, I highly, highly recommend it. Prepare your people for this. This gives you a good gauge as a leader too on do they have any level of self-awareness? You know, if you're running a scale, which most performance reviews are, one to four, one to five, five being the best, and somebody comes in with a self-assessment and it's all fives, they're out to lunch. You have not been giving them feedback throughout the year. They're naive, um, whatever it might be. This is a big opportunity. The other thing I would tell you is if you do have a moving scale in your performance reviews, make sure that you get ahead of this. Gather your team around. Let them know reviews are coming. Let them know it's scaled one through four, one through five, and define what a one means. Define what a five means. That way, while they're doing their self-assessments, they get an idea of that. Uh, But then when you give them one, uh, man, now they have an understanding. You know, I remember, um, you know, I worked in corporate America for many, many years. I remember getting a, we had a one through four scale. <clears throat> I remember uh, I went years, you know, having really good performance reviews, threes, fours, you know, whatever it might be. But I remember the first time I got a, a two rating on a category and I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I was like, you got to be kidding me. A two? I've never gotten a two before. And I'm like, I go home. I'm telling my wife, like, I don't know if I'm getting fired. I don't know if I'm ever going to get promoted again. It bothered me so bad. I went to my boss and I'm like, hey, I got to understand about this too. Like, this is really concerning me. He was like, Hanch, all a two, a two, the definition of a two is that you need to improve in that area. And by the way, I gave you tools to improve in that area. Uh, we, you know, we're going to send you to that class and you're going to read that book. And I just identified it as an opportunity uh, that needed improvement. It wasn't a one. A one is poor. A one is like, you better take shape now. Like, you better get, go get something done. A two's not, you know, a two is a highlight. Like, don't sweat that. Like, obviously, you want threes and every once in a while you're going to get a four. But hey, man, don't don't sweat the two. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself, literally, I said in my mind, if I ever become a leader in this company, I'm going to make sure everybody on my team knows what a two is because nobody should go through this this kind of stress. So make sure that your people understand that. You know, I remember uh, telling my team too, like uh, throughout the years, like if you get a four, like you've done something like top 1% because I don't just give fours out. This also helped condition them on their own self-assessment. So make sure that you're spending time letting people know what the landscape of this performance review is going to look like. Always remember what I say. The best way to handle an objection is a great presentation. If you find that your performance reviews are always ending in strife or defense or arguments or the, the other person is like defending their position, it's probably an indicator that you're making some of these mistakes. So in conclusion, don't give up on performance reviews just yet. You have the power to make small but very significant changes that can improve this process and deliver significant value to your team. Take action with some of the tips that we talked about today to improve the performance review experience. You, the leader, set the foundation 
for a workplace culture that supports continuous growth and supports high performance. I wish you the best as you make these valuable performance review deposits to your team. Keep making big impact and never forget, you all have been set up to be champions in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.